the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest today is Bill Tobin. Bill grew up in a small farming community in Nebraska. A U.S. Army veteran, he moved to Hawaii to attain a business administration degree. After managing various restaurants, he founded and continues to operate Tiki's Grill and Bar in Waikiki. He's been involved with numerous nonprofits, including serving as the chairman of the Hawaii Restaurant Association. He lives in Honolulu with his charming wife and three sons. Hello, Bill. How are you? Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's just a pleasure to have you come in and talk. Thanks for taking the time. It's hard to start a conversation with any restaurant industry owner nowadays without referring to the past, um, the past year. Um, how was it? Just give us a synopsis of what it was like to be in at Ground Zero, really. I mean, Waikiki was not only so badly devastated here in Hawaii, but globally it was on the map as one of the places that was utterly devastated. It, it was really um, almost a dream at, at a point because we saw the pandemic in Europe first, and we kind of thought, okay, this could possibly come. Uh, I guess it, I guess it was in China, then Europe, but we we were focusing on Italy, and then we thought, okay, this might make our customer counts go down. That was the first part, and then we thought, oh, this is spreading. It's it's in on the mainland. We actually saw numbers decreasing, and then we we said at one point, okay, at what point is it going to affect our numbers so much that we need to adjust our staffing and that was pretty quick and then we said okay at what point does it mean that we're going to need to uh, pivot or possibly close our doors is it going to be more expensive to be open and before we could even make that decision the uh, government said hey there's not going to be any more indoor dining and it was it was almost like a, a, a bad dream and and we in Waikiki especially but because we're a second floor location we've never been big on takeout. As much as we've pushed it and tried, they were saying, well, you can continue to do takeout, but most, most restaurants in Waikiki have never been good at it, but we, especially because of our location, struggled with takeout. And so we made the decision, uh, we actually had to make the decision, but we made the decision first that we weren't going to do it. Then the hotel closed anyway. The hotel boarded up. And then when they said that restaurants could open, we were, we couldn't open because, or, or, yeah, we couldn't open because the hotel was boarded up. And so we were, we struggled with that for a little while. Then when we finally did get open, um, we tried to do it with, we brought our salaried people back on. And most of those people are not your servers or your, your line cooks. And we struggled tremendously. It might have been a blessing that we had to close again. I certainly would, wouldn't wish it on anybody, but that closing again allowed us to really repivot and say, okay, we are only going to bring staff that are specialists in those jobs and then um, only pay people for working. Because well, with the PPP, that was a whole other thing. The PPP, we, uh, we actually brought people in to clean the restaurant and pay them when the restaurant was closed because that's what the government is telling us to do. And uh, we thought this would be a way to help our staff. And the good part about all that is it, we kept a really sincere communication and we kept talking to our staff. Our managers were reaching out regularly. We really focused on keep staying engaged so that when we could open, 
we they would still be there for us. We we still lost a lot. I mean, if if the restaurant industry in general has a transient workforce, Waikiki has a very transient workforce, and and when people don't have income and they can't pay their rent, they fall back to their safety nets. And for Waikiki, a lot of the safety nets are back home on the mainland. So we lost at least 20% of our staff just moving back home. And then a, another set of staff didn't want to come back to work because they were scared. And then another set of staff didn't want to come back to work because they're getting unemployment. That if you're a, if you're a host at the restaurant and you're only making $200 a week and then you're getting a $600 supplement from the federal government, you're actually making more money staying at home. And I, I'm not against anybody making more money. I, I want, I care for my staff. I want what's best for them, but it, it's not an incentive for them to come back to work either. If you had to sit down and write a screenplay for like a horror movie <laughs> about restaurants, that plot wouldn't pass muster. Someone would go, no, no, that's too bad. None of that could ever happen. Looking back on it, it, it was like that. It, it was too awful to imagine, but you were living through it day by day. And one of the things I think is interesting, Bill, is that the pandemic seemed to show us who we are. It seemed to bring out things in us that we didn't know we had, whether that was somebody became a great baker of bread at home or someone else appreciated that they actually got to spend time with their children. We definitely can say that it brought things to us. I'm wondering, because of your background, I mean, growing up in a, a very rural community in Nebraska and then also being in the U.S. Army, how much during this really devastating time, were you able to draw on the values that you have brought with you from childhood? And well, that's a really good question. And I think that I hadn't thought of it in that perspective, but I know from um, my army experience, taking care of your troops is paramount. And uh, at, as we often said in the army, the leaders eat last. And so when PPP came, that was a great, great thing because it wasn't because I was having trouble putting food on my table, but it was a way for me to put food on my staff's table. And it was a way for us to stay engaged and stay. And, and though some people didn't want to come into the restaurant and clean it while we were closed because, of, because they were scared and, but we understood. So we did things for them that they could do at home as well. Like we asked them to watch videos on how to, cook something or we asked them to watch this fun restaurant movie. We're just keeping them engaged and we gave them task lists of what we thought was fun things. And it was, uh, thinking out of the box, but a way to say, okay, complete these things and you'll get a paycheck. And, um, fortunately for us, it, we actually kind of created more of a, a family atmosphere that we were trying to, um, trying to nurture. And, and when, I, when I think of that, I certainly think of back home in Nebraska and my upbringing coming from a big family where we always tried to nurture and take care of our own. And that's certainly how we try and run Tiki's even today. I think there is something 
that has happened to all of us in that, as you say, you maybe didn't think about it at the time, but if you stop and look back and think of that boy in that rural community, in that large family, um, there are things that we instinctively have in us. And I, it does make me slightly worry about our young boys and our young girls and our graduating students and the people who we don't quite yet know how they will be affected, but that's probably for another conversation. But <laughs> all of it's been very interesting. The, the good news is that we are opening up and people are coming back. And to go from the frying pan into the fire, Waikiki went from being really quiet <laughs> to, you know, let's turn on spring break and Easter. And oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. That too must have been a shock because you can't have been prepared for that happening. That That's an understatement. I, we, I think we were looking at 30% of what our normal sales would be in mid-February around Valentine's Day. And, and as as the end of February kind of creeped up a little bit, we thought, okay, this is great. We're getting busier. Then just like you said, it was like a fire hose. And most restaurants in Waikiki, I think, or, or especially in Waikiki, were not prepared. And I talked to s- several other restaurateurs, but I also went to other restaurants to check and see how they were doing. And it, what people were failing left and right. And we had our own failures. But um, I think one of the benefits that we saw is because we had that engaged staff, they were more ready to come back to work. And, um, it's, it's been wonderful. Less, I mean, we certainly, we have an outdoor restaurant too, or, or 50% of our seats are outdoors. And so, um, we, we are busy. We're not at 100% because of social distancing, but we're getting pretty close. And it, it wasn't without sacrifice. We had, people who weren't paid for a long time. But now I, I actually said to somebody last week, I said, this is the first week, this last week was the first week where everybody that was on salary before the pandemic got a full paycheck. Like we were rotating who was on salary and who was off and who got paid and who didn't paid. Last week was the first week where everybody got paid and it was a celebration. Absolutely. Really to celebrate. And you now have the most coveted type of restaurant in the world, (laughs) a restaurant with outdoor seating and you actually have outdoor seating overlooking one of the most beautiful spots in the world. So, there, you know, things are turning around. Let's talk a little bit about Tiki's. Has it come back differently? I know a lot of restaurant owners took this time to look at their menus and look at the food and pare things down and change how they've done things. Are you the Tiki's that we've known of old or are there some slight differences when we come? Um, we're certainly the Tiki's that you know of old, though we have done adjustments like everybody we've we've created efficiencies on our menu and in our staffing um even at the host stand and how we do reservations just so that it's it when 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 you come into difficult situations whether it be and i think this is in any business and any entrepreneur when when things are tight you find ways to make things work you you rework things and we we did that in every part of our business that we could. And I think that most of our guests 
won't notice. It, their favorite things are still on the menu. The, uh, the view is still the same. We still have live music every night and our servers are going to go out of their way to make you have a great experience. But we have found things in the background to create efficiencies so that we as an operation are more nimble and we're also not, uh, we don't have a lot of unnecessary expenses. When I think of being in Tiki's, um, I can't ever think of the restaurant without smiling because it is really quite a joyful place to be. I mean, it's very happy. It's very colorful. You know, you think of it, if it's at nighttime, there's light shining, there's the activity in Waikiki. If it's daytime, it's just that beautiful blue everywhere, ocean, sea. Um, and I think of a, a very joyful menu. You have one of the most popular chefs in oh, the community in Ronnie Nasusi. He's done an incredible job for you over the years that he's been with you. And I think I've seen him talking to staff and I've seen how he trains staff. It's very special in that kitchen, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I love Ronnie and I knew Ronnie for years. I actually knew Ronnie's wife before I knew Ronnie and his wife had introduced us. And so I would see him at events and we would talk and catch up. And I knew him for years before he came to work for me. And I knew I was going to get a dedicated, hardworking chef. I knew somebody, I knew I was getting somebody that was going to work in the kitchen and knew his, knew his trade very well. And just what you said, I, what I didn't know is that he was going to be such an educator. So he loves to talk about what he's doing and he, not just to the line cook who, or the prep cook or, or the people there in the kitchen making his product. He loves to explain it to the service staff and, and go into detail, detail about that. But he loves to talk about it with me and, and the guests too. And, and it's, it's wonderful to see his passion in the industry. And I think that's why people like him. And, and he's a, he's a likable guy too. Like we, we share values in that we care about people and we care about the people that are working for us. And we want people to have a wonderful time when they come to Tiki's. Yeah, and it really is one of those restaurants where you can feel it's coming from the kitchen all the way through his passion and his, um, I think just his joy in the work that he does. You know, he has an interesting background too, and perhaps we'll have him join us on a podcast soon and, and talk about uh, Ronnie and how he grew up. But uh, I think that's one of the things that makes me smile so much about the restaurant is there's just a lot of good things going on at Tiki's. That's awesome. When, when people come to the restaurant and it's their first time and they're looking at the views and they're having their Mai Tai and it's the ultimate really Waikiki experience for them, uh, what are some of the things that, that you enjoy that they order? Like if they're coming for the first time, what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, I hope they order this. You know, what? The, I actually have a funny story about that. Um, there is a... a Another chef um, owns a restaurant on the Gulf Coast in Alabama that just came here a couple weeks ago. And uh, I had met him through social media and some of the restaurant circles that we both run in. And we'd been introduced. And his he, uh, looking online, he has a beautiful restaurant overlooking with a great sunset, lots of similar things. And he came to Tiki's and was amazed at our fresh Pacific fish. He's getting the Gulf Coast fish, and, but he, he 
even though I look at his restaurant and think, wow, this looks like a fun place to be, he's thinking, he says, wow, it's like a party every night in your restaurant. He went to our restaurant three nights of the five nights that he was in town. And he says, it's like a party every night. And everybody's having such a great time. And the food is wonderful. And it's really great to go here. Even when we went to other restaurants, this is where we wanted to end because this was, this was like our fun spot. And this is the way to end the night. It's, it's very true. And I think that you have created the Waikiki experience in a very real and very authentic way. There's nothing plastic about tiki's. You know, there's nothing that's kind of, um, oh, we've just done it because we want tourists. You have as many, well, not quite as many, but although I'm sure you do now, but there are as many local people who have their family celebrations with you. Um, speaking as someone who I've just realized actually, that um, my son Max is about to graduate in really a few days. We had his christening party at Tiki. Oh, is that right? And I remember it just like it was last week. That's really disturbing to me. But you are, you have become a place of celebration for local people. And I think there are many of us who really appreciate that, that there are places we can go in Waikiki where you do feel that local people are very welcome and appreciate it. That's nice. Thank you. I uh, Just yesterday, one of my friends, um, he works for uh, Tommy Bahama, and you know they have a restaurant too, but he's on the retail side of it. And his, um, his uh, daughter goes to school on the mainland. She just came back from school and she's, she's, I, I want to say she's a freshman or sophomore in school and she's meeting up with some of her high school friends and they wanted to go to Tiki's. And so he calls me up and says, Hey, can I get a reservation for six people? My daughter wants to go there with her friends. And to me, that's the warmest feeling that, that a new generation is, is populating our seats, coming in and enjoying the experience at Tiki's and celebrating their special moments. I've often said to people that I, I'm, I'm a custodian and we are custodians of people's special moments. And if I can do that at Tiki's and take care of their, the, those times with friends, those birthdays, those wedding anniversaries, if I can take care of their special moments, then that makes me feel warm inside. Well, thank you for being there. Thank you for surviving. And it's just so wonderful to see you open again. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Joe. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Join us next time for more conversation on small business.